Hey, thanks for listening to Charged Up Conversations. Here's another episode in our Best of 2020 series, where we're taking a look back at some of the best moments and things that have happened to some of our friends and colleagues over the last year. Enjoy! My name is Alicia and I, as you probably know, I'm with SOS Charging Solutions. I'm the boss, the head honcho, the founder. No, I'm joking. Um, It's a modest. It's a lot of things, right? Um, Joel's the editor, obviously. And we, I invited Lance, my good friend Lance, to be a part of this podcast because... He is an awesome person who is good at podcasting and has a really crazy job and career in light of COVID. I'll let him introduce himself. Um, But I particularly wanted to ask him our one big question. And so I will throw it over to you, Lance, to tell us a little about yourself. And then I will ask you the big question. Sure. My name is Lance. I am... A husband, a father of two. Um, I have two ch- two wonderful children, and I am a teacher. And it's uh, yeah, teaching's as Alicia said, teaching's kind of crazy right now, as with everything. Yeah, but yeah. also married to a teacher. Also, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm so we're a tool, two teacher household. <laughs> I'm a tool. Uh, sure. Don't use that. Um, I'm a, we're a two teacher household and, um, yeah, it's, that's our reality every single day. A lot of, a lot of hand sanitizer, a lot of masking, a lot of everything, a lot of shutting down, a lot of cohorts, a lot of stress, but a lot of good things too, which we'll talk about. I work, so I work from home, so I don't have to hand sanitize as much, but do you get like those wrinkles from when you get out of the bath? um when you use too much hand sanitizer um no my skin doesn't react a ton to it i remember when covid first started and everyone was kind of not going crazy about it but it was fresh right yep stressful and everyone you know that back in the toilet paper crisis (laughs) yeah um we did (laughs) that happened and so around that time uh, i was consciously like washing my hands so much yeah. Even when I didn't, leave, I didn't understand like how stuff works. So even when I didn't leave the house, I like washed. And I was like, hey, I haven't washed my hands in a while. I should probably wash my hands. Yeah. It's a good quality to get into or a habit to get into. Yeah. But my hands got raw on the top. Ouch. Really? Now I'm like con- more conscious and more. Um, uh, my my hand washing is more strategic. Huh. I'm not hand wash for the sake of hand washing. I'm hand washing. Okay, I touched this. I should wash my hands. Do you, you know? hand wash after you use the bathroom? Of course I do. Excellent. Good now. Now, no, now that, that I have to. Now that the government told me to. The government's watching. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's so gross. Uh, no, I I do for sure. Um, but even at the end of class, like there's hand sanitizing stations outside of our classrooms, and when you come into the Come into the school, you sanitize. Right before you get it through the classroom door, you sanitize. Um, you know, you walking around, t- you know, touch a pen, give a pencil away, sanitize. Like you got to really be on top of it. I know this is supposed to be a more positive podcast, but I do have questions. What? Yeah, sure. What's your response to um, to people who 
pshaw the stress that teachers might be under. I, I would imagine the majority of your stress is coming not from jobs, you know, worrying about job security or anything, but from now having to play a part in a public health crisis and being like a frontline person in that crisis. So what do you say to people who, who think that uh, teachers don't need to be as stressed as they claim to be? I don't, I don't know if I've, if you've heard that, that's new to me. I've never, I think, I don't think that, back. what's that? People say behind your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy acts like he's so stressed. He's got such a cushy job. But I think, um, okay, first of all, I want to make it clear that I'm not speaking for all teachers. I'm just sharing my experience. Right. Um, right? So, I mean, because every teacher's experience is different, right? Yeah. But even in Alberta, even in the cities that we live in, whatever. Um, Probably even between you and Katie. Yeah, between us. Um, it's, it's stressful. At first, we're, we're, we're adaptable, right? Teachers are very adaptable and they're very flexible in what they're doing. However, that whole thing about that whole argument or whatever it is, opinion um, towards teachers, it, I don't think it started with COVID. You know, it's always, there's always been like, a, oh, they get summers off. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Um, but like when I graduated from university, I got my first full-time teaching gig. And I spent the entire month of August, late, late July, half of July, and the f- full month of August preparing. Yeah. And then you, you're up till however many hours. And it's granted, like, once your career is going and you've taught what you're teaching a number of times, your, your um, prep goes down. However, um, it doesn't have to because if you're constantly kind of changing and evolving and, and, and you know, um, making your content better and that type of stuff, um, then you're, you're always going to be switched on. But as far as this COVID thing, um, it's stressful. Uh, when, it, when the shutdown happened back in March, um, we had to pivot. Our, everyone had to pivot. Every teacher, everyone in the world had to pivot, really. But from my perspective, under my roof, we, our schools went online. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my wife and I sat across from each other here in our in our office, and daycare was closed, so yeah. we were teaching class from home, online, and then um, our kids were playing, like outside, like we what we would not outside outside our door outside the door, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what we had to do is we had to schedule a time within our family, so. She would, um, Katie would come in and she'd teach for a bit and I'd take the kids and then we'd swap and back and forth. Wow. And so we had a schedule, literally, Katie took the early shift. So she'd come in at like 6.30 in the morning. She'd yeah. worked eight. I had a live class from eight till 10.30. And then she'd come in after that and we'd swap out. And then I'd have a class from 1.30 till three or whatever, one till 2.30. And then she'd come back in and prep. Luckily, my classes all my stuff what i've been using google classroom for a couple of years now mm-hmm. so pivot for me wasn't as difficult as it was for every other teacher yeah. so i had i had it relatively easy cuz i knew the technology but there's yeah. all these teachers who i mean traditional not traditional sorry more um more uh what's the word i'm looking for less techie more academic classes right where you need handouts, you need paper copies of stuff, you need notebooks, you need textbooks, you need all this stuff. Yeah. How the heck am I going to deliver this online? 
yeah. plus, right? Like they, they weren't Google Classroom teachers because they never had to use Google Classroom before. Yeah. So I'm so impressed with the teaching profession, especially my colleagues. Um, those, there's a, a ton of them who didn't, who had never used like an online platform before yeah. for delivery. Yeah. And we had a meeting and we all went into the social distance into the big library there. And um, we had a presentation. We're showing people how to do Google Classroom and they all pivoted. They're like, let's do this. And it was so impressive. There was no really kickback. Like I hate that, you know, like yeah, pushback. Even, even the classic cases of like, you know, how you, there's like a cliche of like, those people who are close to retirement, like they're yeah. not really into learning new to change. Everyone that didn't apply to anybody. And they all just like dove in. And oh, nice the kids, right. It was awesome. And I was so impressed by my administration and the teachers that I work with. And they just kind of buckled down and got it done for the kids. And it was super cool. But yeah, so it right. was it was tough. Like yeah. it especially the teaching from home. And then now we're going back and, and things, people are starting to kind of, I think, you know, they talk about COVID fatigue, right? Yeah. And, but we got to really be mindful of being diligent, right? And, and the kids are, we got to, you know, keep the masks on, always got to remind them, remind them to wash hands, remind them to do this and that. Um, there are blessings too, because we're not allowed to like stay in, in the school, past a certain time and we can't go in on weekends just because of the cleaning and the 72 hour or whatever and so we're people are forced to go home boundaries and, right and spend time right and, and it's yeah. and depending on what, what that person uses when uses that time for when they go home mm-hmm. um if, if you're more prepped before you leave and then you leave and go home and then you're just at home then it's a blessing but some people i know people who stay up all hours in the night marking English essays and marking social studies and like it's 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 busy man it's a lot that's crazy I'm glad you gave that perspective because I think you I think what COVID's doing is um it's really kind of bringing out all of our uh bringing to the forefront all of our preconceived ideas that we had even before you know if you always thought that teachers had a sweet gig and you didn't really you know take into account the volleyball practice and the late hours doing this and then the uh you know having to watch out for signs of maybe um abuse or neglect or whatever at home like it that it's just you guys are doing all that you're just now also watching for signs of covid so i think that's really true and and i got i have it easier and it sounds i'm not complaining at all because i'm i'm just i'm really blessed to have a job Mm, yeah and if I have to pivot to online at home again, like we have the, the podcast set up here, mm-hmm. it's, we can deliver at home learning. No problem. Yeah. Um, I love being in with the kids though. Like that's the whole thing, right? Being a part of that community. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a high school teacher. I don't have to deal with as like near as much of those types of like elementary school and, and even junior high, like yeah, those kids they kid, they're kids. They they touch each other. They run around. They you know, it's I don't I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. My hats off to them because yeah. it takes a special kind of person to teach those levels. You know. Oh yeah, like Katie is uh, for for everybody who's listening. Um, Katie is a is an elementary school teacher and you're a high school teacher, so way different situation. 
but they all have their struggles. And, and one thing I've learned in this whole thing, even just being a teacher, everyone has their own role and everyone has their crap they have to deal with, mm-hmm. right? At different levels, at different times, but everyone's got their stresses. Everyone has attention. Everyone has stuff, mm-hmm. right? And one person's stuff is no less or more important than anyone else's because mm-hmm. it's built to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why the whole, this whole idea of just get, getting together and um, not physically, <laughs> like <laughs> keep it social distance so we don't spread it, but um, just banding together and, and helping each other through this, it's, that's kind of what you start seeing when this stuff happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, I agree. And and I think COVID's like exacerbating everybody's, you know, um, shit pile that they were dealing with before, as we all know, mental health or um, food insecurity or domestic violence, whatever it is, not even, not even like those crazy, drastic, horrifying things. Just, you know, if you, why am I blanking? If you have anxiety, your anxiety is worse. If you're having tension with your sister, that's probably a little bit worse. If you're not getting clients, that's a little worse. If you're having too many clients, that's probably a little worse. Like it's, it's a mixed bag and everybody's, everybody's, yeah, we can all kind of put a brave face on like, you know, COVID isn't really affecting us, but it's affecting almost everybody. And that's, I think that's, um, that's a, a, I'm hoping people are taking that as like this common de- denominator. Like maybe the things we used to argue about or get upset about really weren't that big a deal. Cause when it comes down to it, this is, is um, affecting everybody. And that's not to put um, lightness on or uh, make it lighter for, we know that, you know, people of color, indigenous people, women, they're all suffering a bit more than the average person. But um, yeah, that being said, the point of this conversation is we wanted to find out at SOS, we wanted to charge people up. So instead of talking about all the stuff we just talked about, which I wasn't supposed to do, um, instead of talking about kind of the doom and gloom, the stress, the, um, the change, the dealing with change, all that kind of stuff that has been very, very difficult, the fatigue, we wanted to talk about or send messages of hope and gratitude out to, you know, the for people who are subscribed to this brand new podcast and um, just share goodness. The whole point of this newsletter and this podcast is to charge people up. So we are hoping that you can explain to us or tell us what is the very best thing that happened to you in 2020? Like when you look back, you're going to be like, if 2020 didn't happen, I wouldn't have experienced this or felt this way or just what, what was the best part of this year that makes you feel happy and full of hope and ready for 2021? Three things. Can I say three things? Kind of, it's all one, but. I did um, too when I had to answer this. <laughs> the first one is the fact that COVID didn't envelop all of 2020. Mm. Right, there was pre-COVID in 2020, so we got to remember that. Mm-hmm. In January, there maybe there was some in other parts of the world, but for us, right. Um, but the top two—that was just a perspective thing I thought of. But the top two things that I um, appreciate about 2020: the first one is when we had to pivot and go online. We were really racking our brains because this whole COVID situation really impacts mental health, especially with kids. Mm -hmm. 
right? There's a ton of kids who probably don't maybe even feel safe at home mm-hmm. and now they're at home or they don't have te- the right technology or they don't, there's so, so much inequity happening, right? We had to lend out computers and we had to make sure everything was good. Um, however, we as a religious, I teach religious education and welding. So uh, welding was done, obviously, but religious ed, you can do online. So we incorporated into our programming um, this final project where the students were challenged to shine some light in the world, hmm. even through COVID. So even through lockdown. So we had kids cleaning out their closets and donating it to homeless shelters. We had kids, hmm. um, we had kids creating meals for their shut-in relatives, right? like grandma and grandpas and stuff like that. And really amazing projects and then when we came back into school um in september here we run on the quarter system and the students that i had they came up with some awesome so they did like a sock and mitten drive for the for the local mission and they did they played they wanted to play uplifting or not just uplifting but music when people come in because they did research and they saw that at harvard um did this study that it had prepared music prepares the brain for learning and they it uplifts them and all this stuff and so we set up like boom boxes at the front of the school on both ends both entrances and uh so that was cool we had kids um um write sticky notes on on like post-it notes uplifting quotes and distributed them, the, distributed them to every single kid in the school and we have two campuses yeah so that's a that's almost a thousand kids Oh crap. So like we had all these and we had other kids do do like uplifting posters um with different resources on there so like a like a mindfulness app or you know different resources they could go to if they're struggling with this 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 or this. Wow. It was incredible. And so to see kids who are probably hurting themselves mm-hmm. like who are probably also hurting, I should rephrase that differently. Um helping people and and just out of the kindness of their heart yeah it was part of the project as part of this course but um it was all up to them right is it so that was one just to see the goodness that comes out of it even even in society right like all these amazing things that are happening that just gave me chills just thinking of if you give kids permission to just be wildly generous yeah what would they come up with and and kids who probably hear about mental health or learn about it in school, but they don't really know it as well as maybe adults should understand it. They just like instinctively knew or were willing to research what would help this mental health situation that we're all dealing with. Oh, music. Yeah. You know, that's so it was, cool. All of them. Like the, yeah. I didn't even give them the idea. Was, so they're creative and they, kids these days are good. They want to help. They want to, they want to help others. They have a heart for other people. They want to be creative. They want to be given a chance. So that was one big one. And the other one is kind of cliche, but all the amount of time I've spent at home, mm-hmm. I've never felt closer to my family. Oh, yay. Yeah. Like when the, the cohorting, the, like we have one cohort family that we, met, that we um, like meet up with every once in a while. And we spend time. I spend so much time with my kids. It's been such a blessing. Yeah. And sound like cliche, but sometimes cliches are truth <laughs> that we're just sick of hearing. But um, I'm super pumped about the amount of time I've been able to spend with my wife and my kids yeah. through the pandemic. 
it's been that was mine too and I, I said the exact same thing I'm like it's probably a cliche but um my kids your kids are littles my kids are right in the middle of their education career so five and seven so they're just straddling the halfway mark and I missed when they were in preschool and kindergarten when they were only in for a half day I missed that so bad and the years go by as a cliche so fast um it was really cool to have a kid in grade six and a kid in grade four that summer with me 24 7. like that was something i never would have had if covid hadn't happened i wouldn't have been able to watch them play outside for six months in a row it was yeah. like it was awesome absolutely yeah and everyone's like it just gave everyone a it could force everyone to take a step back yeah Right. All the, to, to borrow a phrase from a friend of mine, all everyone's gods were gone, right? Everything yeah. that, that filled everyone's time mm -hmm. or whatever and ate up your schedule and caused just all that got cut away. Yeah. And we were forced to focus on our humanity for a minute and mm -hmm. like some really good things are coming out of this thing. Yeah. I hope that stays. I hope the, the simplicity of life. Yeah stays like we or we've chosen make up for lost time <laughs> yeah. yeah just me exactly it's um that's been a gift i hope it stays i hope it doesn't go go away okay what's number three well that was it oh so the, the 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 first one was the thought that covid hasn't been around for all of 2020 right the second one was the kids in my school and the third okay. one was family do you remember um um, Lance and I are good friends, so when I need to complain, I often complain to him. When Joel's sick of hearing me. Um, do you remember how crummy the beginning of 2020 started? And you were like, man, I'm so sorry you guys are going through this. We had like some major changes at work. Car got broken into, car got smashed by an overpass. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about 2020. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, oh, I wish... The car would get smashed again if nobody had COVID. That was like the least of our worries. I know, right? Yeah, COVID started for us a little early, but I'm glad that the cursed year will be over soon. Um, but I don't want all the blessings to go. We, um, It's funny what you mentioned about kids. We had Joel and I, when we had our infection, we had some crossover days um, where we were both unable to get out of bed at the exact same time. and. And we just luckily had kids that were not super little. I could not imagine being sick with COVID with little kids. I, I don't know how you do that, especially with not wanting your parents to come in and help you or because uh, Joel, Joel and I couldn't move. And um, so we had a couple crossover days and we went downstairs or yelled downstairs, maybe even texted. I can't remember. And we just said, guys, just watch all the TV you want. Just let the dogs out and eat whatever you feel like and just just be good to each other just be be nice to each other and and we're gonna try and come and lay on the couch pretty soon and it was about two days of crossover where we couldn't even get to the couch and uh, when i finally came down my part of the crossover period was over i came downstairs to to lay on the couch just so i could be with them um i had noticed that they had taken turns doing the dishes and uh. yeah they did their assignments from their teachers they had not missed anything and jesse also had COVID. he had a fever for about three days so he didn't do anything on those days but um they they did the dishes let the dogs out kept up with their school and 
it nothing like I was I was baffled like it's just funny how these oh these little guys like they could have been I could have come downstairs to like a busted pipe and like carpet ripped up and it was kids is on fire yeah exactly yeah like did dumpster fire but they just impressed us so much and I realized then that one of the big learnings for me is that I don't know if I give them enough credit or kids in general that like you said, they want to learn, they want to help, they want to figure out ways that they can contribute on their own terms. They're so resilient and they have so many abilities and skills. We just have to let them fly, you know? That's awesome. I'm so glad that you're their teacher then because I feel like you're the kind of teacher that would be like, yeah, like show me what you can do, you know? Well, my voice cracked. Oh. <laughs> Not because I'm bad. Apparently, I'm going through puberty again. Are you, are you emotional? I was no, I wasn't emotional. It's just cool. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I love what I do. I'm really blessed to be where I'm at. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And I think, speaking of cliche, I hate like internet memes that turn out to be true as well. It's very annoying. But yeah. the one that's going around that's like, um, what a plot twist. 2020 was the year you needed all along like that that one that everybody's like just wants to give the middle finger to um yeah I think that one's also true just career-wise um for myself and confidence-wise and anxiety-wise I know some people are really struggling with anxiety but I've had a major shift in how I handle anxiety for the better which is overdue um it's it's probably been the year we needed all along so yeah, yeah. It's cool because you get, you gotta, in order to get to heaven, you gotta go through hell first, kind of idea, right? And what's that country song? Like, if you're just keep on going, walking through hell. Oh my God, we're talking about country songs. Yeah, keep on going. Might get out before the devil even knows you're there. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how I'm hoping this will end up. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Get out before anyone else puts your (laughs) there. All right, my friend. Thanks for having me.